Wanderers, welcome to episode 209, season two, episode nine. Here we go. Excited to be here. But before we jump into it, just a friendly little reminder. Just a, hey, you know, it would be a big favor if you liked, subscribed, and enjoyed our content on other platforms. Whether it may be on Facebook or on Twitter or on YouTube or on TikTok, whatever it may be, we appreciate you checking it out. If you're not watching or listening to this on YouTube, you miss a lot of the other things that go on on this show. (laughs) Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe today. It helps us out. It helps spread the good word. Be a pal, share, and attach 10 people to something so they can discover us too. And with that said, let's hear from our title sponsor for episode 209, our buddy, Matt Creek. Today's episode is brought to you by Creek Insurance of Huntingburg. Matt Creek is bound and determined to find you the right coverage. Some would say that Matt doesn't stop until he finds you the right coverage. Hey, Smoke, you want to know something? Yeah. They did an x-ray old Maddie's chest one time. You want to know what they found? What? They found that dog in him. Hunting dog, to be exact. Because we all know that hunting dogs don't quit, and neither does Matt. Matt will save you time and effort by researching plans from nationally and locally recognized companies. Matt is focused on life insurance, health insurance, Medicare supplement and Part D plans, and major medical and voluntary benefits. We all have questions about life insurance, health insurance, Our health for our older listeners, Medicare and Part D plans. They're all complicated and they can be confusing. Don't go at it alone. Call Matt today and let him and the team at Krieg Insurance make sure you and your loved ones are covered today. The Wandering Dutchman Podcast. Where none of us are Dutch, but we all live in Holland, Indiana. Join us where we talk about what we all wonder about. This is the Wandering Dutchman podcast coming to you from the beautiful, ready for 2024, Smoker's Lounge. The Wandering Dutchman! at it (laughs) for those of you keeping score at home and if you watched episode 208 you know that it is actually now december 16th (laughs) at 1 30 in the morning we're getting her done baby burning the midnight oil yeah and this is coming out on december 29th two days before new year's eve as we get ready to roll into 2024 now we can pretend and this is us breaking down the fourth wall. Breaking it down. We can pretend like we just didn't do this like two hours ago where we talked about what's going on in our week. But maybe we can give an update like how's morale or, you know, what do we think about recording for 16 hours? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, into it. any changes, Big Mace? No. Like anything this week you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? Well, other than Maxwell's basketball, Evelyn's basketball, um, 
uh, and while we're on the whole basketball thread, uh, the Southridge Raiders off to hot start five and zero at to date on as of this evening. They beat Jas they beat the Jasper Wildcats, which may still be standing because I think one of those weeks is probably kind of down with Christmas, huh? Well, no, we got Perry tomorrow night, which would be the seven, the six, right? But that's Saturday, probably it Saturday until the after the New Year finals uh, and all that stuff. No, they played the 29th. Oh, after Christmas. So today. Yeah, today. Yeah. Hmm. So well, good luck to Coach Haywood. I think is Coach Haywood a fan of the program? Oh yeah. Is he? Well, if he's yeah, I mean, yeah. So just by proxy, I'm sure. That does Yeah. Well, you can't just assume. Well, he's a friend of, a he, he's a fan of me, so he would Oh Jesus. Well, you met him, you talked to him. Oh yeah. hey, hey, be Should. careful. Don't all get too close over there. Be I've been looking for God. this lyrics. Uh, so shout out to Coach Haywood. Uh, you know the bad thing of it is we got a couple of big fans that are on that Forest Park Ranger bench. The Mesmer boys over there, Drew and Matt Mesmer. Um, we probably don't give them a mu- as much shine. We I know they're fans of the program for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know we'll uh, the Raiders will square off against them later on in the season, and you know we may have to be in attendance on that. Thing Might so to help out with they, the, what do you got between now and what we just did two hours ago? Well, you know, uh, burned a little bit of PTO this week, uh, for the end of the year, <clears throat> so nice short work week. Um, pretty sure everything's probably golden. <laughs> Wish we'd have had a little bit of snow for Christmas, which uh, oh, you're making a prediction here 55 and rain. Yeah, I don't think I mean, suck. hey, you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope. Uh, you know, in retrospect, hope it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, we get about six inches. But days. as the date today, and looking at the extended forecast, no, because then I'll have to miss Christmas because I'll have to go to work. I hope it doesn't snow until after Christmas. After Christmas, I love my thoughts. They're always his thoughts. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Welcome to the program, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just. Uh, Pretty pumped to get going here. We decided in between that we're going to go maybe look for some breakfast after this. Yeah. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. So yeah. That's got me going. I hadn't done that. Before. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I had a, I guess the thing that I want to share is I had an idea. Oh, I had an idea and I texted. I think I talked to Big Mace about it, mm-hmm. but I would love it. So I've been on this big kick for Curdy G to give me the call and say, hey, Scott Salmon doesn't want to travel to North Posey or Mount Vernon or some other real far place on a midweek night. Would you be interested in coming down and doing a little color commentary? And, of course, I would say yes. But uh, I had this wonderful idea because I had been flipping through the channels and saw on Monday Night Football, hosted by ESPN, the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli. And I thought, how cool would it be if we could, in live time somehow, figure out a way to be at the gym or close proximity there or have some cameras that could be live that sync up with Curdy G and, like, what's going on. But we could do, like, our own little, like, Manning cast of it. Oh, yeah. And that was a, that was an idea. Like, it would take a ton of work. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's eyes said it all. All right, Dave, I'll just shut up. Dave's very thrilled. I don't know what Manning, Manning, Manning what? Peyton and Eli Manning, they do a show called the Manning Cast. Cast. So the Monday yeah, Night Football game is going on in the background, but they're talking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like when Snoop Dogg oh, was doing the UFC Oh, did you see call. that? 
I did not. Yeah, that's what they do. You got like, hella excited about that. No, like that's what would happen. Like they would be talking like we're talking, and then like the game would be playing. They would be like, oh, that was. Yeah, that's what Snoop Dogg would be like. Oh, that's like the Snoop smack or something. Yeah. I mean, as long as I didn't have to know about the actual sport. You don't, Dave. And I can just talk shit. Like, well, I'd be yeah, real good at that. Be, they'd get us a little booth. We'd sit up top, maybe suit and tie. Yeah. No. Okay. I'd wear a suit and tie. I mean, it'd have to be a pretty big damn suit. Uh, but I'd do it. Coach Isn't staff, there normally a band over there in the corner, the Raider Pride band? Uh, well, we'd have well, to go. Well, the pet band's in the uh, pet band. That's south, south west, west corner. corner. Yeah. So I'd want to be able to see them. But so there's could, media There's media tables, or there's media benches. On the northeast side. Every corner. No, not on the not on the southeast side. You're right. There's not. Yeah. yeah. It's just an entrance. Yeah, we'll just, you think they'd give us a media table? Well, I think if we just... Talk to Those are first come, first serve. I think if we talk to so Coach we just Beauty, set up there. Yeah, we'll hang Quit our Dutch doing that with flag. your tongue. It's just canker sore. Happy. He's he's worn a spot on his tongue. Talking so much. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah that's what some say. Anyways, I was just an idea. Maybe we could make it work. Maybe Curdy G could we could collab with that. That's they could set awesome. A, yeah, a it good is collab. Could clap. All right. Collab. Hey, here we go. It's time to get into our first topic. But before we do, let's hear from our friends at Bob's Liquors. Yeah. Hour One is brought to you by Bob's Liquors of Holland. Listen, are you struggling with giving a gift to that special someone in your life that is over the age of 21? Well, good news. Bourbon, beer, and other spirits make wonderful gifts. That's right. Stop in and see what they have to offer. Have a question or in search of something? Their manager, Josh, is spot on with whatever you may need. Bob's also wants to be your official provider of beer, liquor, and wine for your holiday party. Open seven days a week and hours that are convenient for everyone. Stop in and take care of your Christmas list needs today. Bob's Liquors and the Wandering Dutchman want to remind everyone this holiday season to be safe, designate a driver, and partake responsibly. Hey, hey thanks thank to our you. buddy Josh up there at Bob's Liquor yeah. and all the, the rest of the crew. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. Hey, and they, you know, friendly reminder as we get into New Year's Eve. Don't start off 2024, um, you know, in a in a situation where you need a moped. You've made a big mistake, or you've made a big mistake that's cost your life or somebody else's life, uh, because your actions could have implications on somebody else. And as Smoke reminded you in that friendly little uh, thing there in the end, the legal, um, you know, we don't condone that kind of behavior. Be smart. Arrive alive in 2024. Like it. Big fella, we got. Well, this topic here on this show note page that I'm looking at is not the actual topic that I want to talk about. So I'm going to call an audible. Oh, call it. Omaha. Omaha. Nebraska. I'm, I'm going to call an audible. And, yep. and I was, I was watching a movie this week. Actually, last weekend, I was watching a movie on Netflix. And it's with Julia Roberts. Ooh, pretty woman. No. Pretty Walking woman. down the street. Pretty, pretty woman. It's actually, uh, it's a new movie on Netflix, and it's called Leave the World Behind. Oh, boy. And it is. You for sure that's not one of Dave's sad country songs? No. It's actually, it was Don't drawn it from a, Okay. R-U-M-A-A-N, Ruman Alam, 
best-selling National Book Award winning 2020, 2020 novel uh, is where the movie was based off of. And it's basically just a portrayal of a family that rents, basically rents an Airbnb for the weekend outside of the city. And, uh, basically the, the, um, world becomes under attack by some, uh, terrorists like with an EMP and a bunch of other like cyber warfare and all kinds of stuff. And it just basically portrays how, Everybody is so dependent on social media, internet, phones, screens. You mean the current state of affairs? Yes, like everything, like even like what we're doing now. You know what I mean? Like everything is is it revolves around your cellular. What are you looking at, Charlie? I don't Taking know. Taking it in. Yeah, but anyway. I got to thinking about that movie. And that movie was prompted me to do some thinking about preparedness. And as a Boy Scout, as an Eagle Scout, it's three fingers. Boy Scouts. What was the one in uh, Kill a Mockingbird? Not Kill a Mockingbird. Jennifer Lawrence. The movie. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. That's it. Don't they do like? No, that's not. That's you got that off his uh, algorithm. Is that it? The yeah. Hunger Games whistle. Perfect. Inward whistling. That was what that was. Anyway, I was thinking about doomsday prepping. Mm. And not like hardcore. Sure took a long way around there. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Forever to get here. Jesus. Hey, if you're still listening, we're talking about doomsday prepping. Yeah, that's all I had. Well, as far as doomsday prepping goes, I mean, I think it all depends on the amount of space you have. Because I'd love to have 55-gallon drums full of MREs and rice. But where do you put them at? I've also always wanted to bury a storage container under the backyard, but then everybody would see you doing it. So I feel like if you were to put in a pond, that'd be the time to bury one under the water because they'd expect the excavators there. Come again, Rain Man? <sighs> well, you don't want everybody to know you got a bunker. Don't disagree with that logic, but is there concern of putting that Underneath a big body of water. Not, it would be pretty, actually. It would be just subsurface. How would you... What? I would want it to be there because I'd probably put solar panels just under the water. How are solar panels going to work under the water? Well, you got these UV rays. Yeah, but the water... the f They wouldn't get through there. Oh, uh, I think they might. According to ready.gov... Which there again, you can't trust that I because know. of the dot gov. I know it probably says something like contact your local authority. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam's got you covered. Yeah. What is the? You can count on us. What is it that Ronald Reagan said? The eight, the eight scariest words you could ever hear is, "I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Yeah. I'm from the, the government, government, and I'm, I'm here, here to help." Help. 
That's nine. nine. Yeah. Nine. Basic I'm, disaster supply oh, list. I'm from. I'm, I'm from, from the government, government and, and I'm, I'm here, here to, to help. That's still nine. nine. I think there was a comma, not an and. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it was Ronald Reagan famously said that. According to ready.gov, the basic, we can't trust. the basic disaster supplies kit. Water. Yes. Candles. Water number one. Rope. One gallon. What do we need a rope for? freaking rope. Water, it says, oh, get you to rope that ambo. One gallon per person per day for several days for drinking and sanitation. Uh-huh. You're just going to pee and poop outside. Food. At least a several-day supply of non-perishables. Battery power or hand-cranked radio and a NOAA weather radio with tone alert. You could have said NOAA radio. Flashlight. First aid kit. Extra batteries. A whistle. Dust mask. Plastic sheeting and duct tape. Sounds like a scene from Dexter. To shut to shelter in place. Mm. Moist towelettes, garbage bags, and plastic ties for personal sanitation. I'm not shitting in a bag. I'm shitting on the ground. Wrench or pliers to turn off utilities. Oh. Manual can opener for food. Local maps. Cell phone with chargers and a backup battery pack. And a Faraday cage. They don't put that on there, but if it's an EMP. Do you guys keep an extra phone in like a metal box in case there is an EMP? No. Yeah, me neither. The way you said that, Rain Man says otherwise. Additional emergency supplies. Soap. Sanitizer. Disinfecting wipes. Prescription meds. Which is a tough spot. Because you're only allowed to get so many. Yeah. Because like... Your insurance will only give you so many. Right. That's probably the first place you ought to think about looting. The drugstore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't you think everybody else would have that same thought? No. Non-prescri- non-prescription medicines, such as pain relievers, anidurea, anidurea, <laughs> anidiarrhea. Imodium. My old anidiarrhea. Uh, antacids or laxatives. Hey, is Aunt diarrhea coming over tonight? Yeah, I think she is. Prescription eyeglasses <laughs> or contact solution or lenses. She always comes at an inconvenient time. Infant folks. formula, pet food, cash or traveler's checks. Or gold or beads. Beads. <laughs> Only the ones that are on a string and get progressively bigger towards the one end. Oh, boy. Important family documents, such as copies of insurance policies. Yeah. What? that freaking matters. <laughs> Sleeping Uncle Sam's going to... Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping bag or warm blanket. A complete change of clothing or appropriate to your climate. Sturdy shoes and whatnots. See, now I feel like we're getting, like, glamping. Like, this is the glamping list. You know... Can I point out an observation? Fire extinguisher. Matches. Feminine supplies. A mess kit, paper plates, or a paper pencil. Oh, and then don't forget, last but not least, your lot, book, lot lizard. your books, games, puzzles, or other activities for the children. If you notice something about our friend over there, he's done a lot of reading off that Googler machine. Mm-hmm. A lot. You notice that lately? Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't like it? I just think it takes away from the conversation a little bit. 
You got your nose in your iPad. We'll just we're building off of something here. Well, I think the point we came to is we can't trust that list because it comes from the government. Well, do you not think that there's some actual good things on here? Probably, but let's just I think we might have covered something similar to this in an episode. No, don't there it went. In an episode in season one. Mm-hmm. But uh Are you really saying that? Like we did talk about this? Yeah. Is we mentioned you, bug out bags. Topic? We mentioned bug out bags. Mm-hmm. So let's just assume so what's that different we all from have... that list from a bug out bag. A lot. Yeah, yeah, because this is a this is what that we're talking about here is more of a, a cachet. Yeah, like like we're setting up like for a long term haul here. Yeah, yeah. So we're probably ideally the three of us and our families are meeting up in one local area. We're not going to stay split up between this cast township like we are. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to all hole up at one area. A commune. Mm-hmm. Who okay. else are we bringing in? We got a no. short list. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a NP and RN, and then a veterinarian, and a, I mean nine kids between us. I think we got plenty. And a lawyer to negotiate any deals with other tribes. Mm. Unless they have a lawyer, I don't know if. That's... I think we'll use our two buddies Smith and Wesson to do well, most of those there we negotiations. Go. Yeah. Okay Which that, that was one thing that's not on that list that because it's the because it's the government. But those are two things that are because we all know that probably our right next take our guns. probably right next to the whole water and the food. There. Yeah, yeah. Now I always heard because I don't know if you need food if you got a pistole and a hoe. Yeah, yeah. Garden tool, not yeah. a lot lizard. Yeah, I always heard the old thing that when you have those kind of situations, you fill up the bathtub right away. Well, that's what they did on this uh, movie. That was one of the first things. Now, see, that is a, that is when you are in an urban area, like you think in New York and all those uh, places, yeah, where they're pumping water onto the roof of those big. It'll become tall scarce buildings. fast, right? But out here, we're on city water. You don't need electric to run water. Mm-mm. It's just head pressure from the tower. So maybe it wouldn't be bad to fill up your tub, but you're probably okay. There's not a bunch of wells out here, but there's some wells out here. And there's enough ponds and lakes in this neck of the woods to get all the well, peons. And just boil the water for you 12 boil minutes. It, boil it and filter it and strain it. I don't know if it's 12 minutes. Is it it's, 12 minutes? It, I mean, Well, don't you have a straw that you can drink out of a puddle? Yeah, well, but that's just more stuff to have to pack around. Oh. See, uh, one of the three of us has a pretty big pond at the house it probably last a family of what What are we all together here 15 if we were one big cohesive five times three would yeah. be 15 i bet you got i bet one of us has enough water to keep us going for better part of a month yeah considering you and you don't have any water well i wasn't trying to give away the locale oh way to go dickhead <laughs> huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we could fish too we can yeah. catch fish there's a lot of them dinky little rat bastards at that point in them. time i bet the dnr has better things to do than see who's got a license no they'd probably still be out. out which there you don't regulating. have to have them at my house anyway right, that's true they'd be regulating regulators they mount up. up they're mounting up uh but yeah no i was just thinking about that so do you guys ever do anything and i I sometimes I feel like with that when that TV show came out, Doomsday Preppers, you know, like I that, loved it. I do too. I mean, I did like it. I, I learned a lot from it, you know, because like water that's stored in like plastic bottles, they don't last forever. 
You know what I mean? Like that was one thing. Well, we had water in that metal tub over there for a year. Well, I mean, they like at a certain time after water has been stored in like those plastic bottles, it begins the plastic. Yeah, but but when you're in a life or death situation, it's better than nothing. I guarantee you, I'm gonna drink. A I think the bad thing stale about like, a bottle of water, some of the prepping that came through was like it made it sound crazy. But in all doomsday prepper, there's a, a little bit, a level of resourcefulness. Yeah, just being prepared. And I think that's the thing. Like, there's... So non-perishables. Like, when you look at your food cabinets at home, I mean, if push come to shove, like, you could probably make it for a couple of days, right? You know, maybe not an actual stuff, but there's always plenty of flour and... Now's right, not the time to bake cookies, Dave. Well, no, but you got. I mean, we we could get by. We'd be we'd be we'd be set to go. I think it, that makes you wonder if a guy should have more, Cured like you said, rice and beans on where you could boil a, you know, yeah. Because we don't Seasonings. have we don't have a bunch of that. So there's there's the thing. Like when you go to when you go to these non perishables. Like number one, you got to buy like cases of bottled water like yeah that's a thing like you go by like every time you go to walmart you should bring a bottle of water case home like every time yeah i agree every time you go to walmart you should buy a box of shotgun shells or every time you go like you know just pick up a box of whatever you know just something like every time you shop you can we did for a long time so like yeah not giving anything away there but another thing too like when you go you should buy like you say uh a, can, a big can of beans or a bag of rice or whatever. You know what I mean? Like those things that just don't go bad. Yeah. Bleach. That was another thing that's not on that list. But you got to be careful to make sure you buy the right kind of bleach. Why? What because there's some that doesn't have the disinfecting properties. There's two types of, of bleach out there on the market. And one is like just a normal cleaner. The other one's like the disinfectant. You worried about stains on the carpet? In no, there? uh-uh. No. Mold. In your air ventilation system. Because um, that's what happens in The Walking Dead when they get into prison. They get that weird. Mm-hmm. Or like if you, if you have to commandeer uh, another place, you know, that has been inha- uninhabited. We for want to some, sterilize. Yeah, you got to mm. start fresh. Bleach is a good Well, one. because think about that. When you break down into small clans like that, it's kind of just like with the Native Americans and the smallpox blankets. Like if that tribe has a different kind of deal that they've become immune to and they run into somebody else Ain't nobody like once 10 25 once we get our own funk and we've learned to live with our funk musk yeah like we don't like if we have to take over and spread our wings a little bit mm-hmm. to like say down there at thousand or up at 950 like i don't want none of their funk yeah you know? but watching that movie and 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 you know kind of thinking about the i mean it's so was the movie more practical or is it like oh it's it hit it like hit spooky it, it oh it was spooky yeah but it kind of cheesy too you know like worst case scenarios so what shit. attacked you said terrorists like actually. EMP cyber attack oh, okay took down the grid you know that's they still, always reassuring they still had electricity and shit like that but like they none of their phones work no communication no telephone no calls no so text be a ham audio so, well, so you got that, and there's also this other thing called Internet in a Box, and you can take all of Wikipedia mm-hmm. and download it, and it's not that big considerably. Uh, and then the Internet Archives. 
I mean, there's everything on there. Right. So you can, so I've, we've got that, you know, and you but put there's it on a no, raspberry pie and then that's what stays in a Faraday cage. So but there's no, but there's no communication with that. You don't need, no, you don't need it. Why? Who would you need to communicate with? Like if we, if we woke up tomorrow, yep. after staying up all night, we go get Denny's. Hey boys, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And then, you know, we're sending texts because I'm trying to see how Casey's doing with the kids at home. Because Janelle's working, my wife's working, I'm going to see what you're doing, and I can't get a message out to you guys, I'm going to drive down there. You know, if nobody's getting anything. No, you're not. Why not? Because your car ain't going to run. The tractor will. Ooh, you reckon? If I get out and the cars won't start, and I can't get a hold of you, Mm -hmm. I can get the tractor going. What about the Harley? Harley would probably go, but I can't get the kids on that. Because I can hook the wagon up to the tractor. A little hayride. Here's my question. How do you think this this takes a moment of self-inflection? How do you think you would survive in a doomsday situation? Not a problem. I'd lose a lot of weight real quick. That's what the, Ethan Hawke plays the husband in this proper, in this this movie. Yeah. And at one point, his son was bitten by a bug that had a virus that caused his teeth to fall out. Oh, shoot. Once again, worst case scenario. They go to a neighboring property who is owned by uh, an actor or a a role that was played by uh, Kevin Bacon, who was a prepared human being and starts telling Ethan Hawke starts telling Kevin Bacon, you know, hey, I need your help. We heard you had probably had medicine and all this shit. He's like, yeah, that's none of your business. Your problems that you're dealing with right now are not my problems. So if you wanted to, it'd probably be best for you guys to just get back in your car and uh, get the hell out of my pro- off my property. And I think last time we talked about this, I said the same thing. We live in a small enough community. I don't think we'd have that problem. You don't? There's going to be people that fall into that, like, sorry, you're shit out of luck. But yeah. I think that. They're like that anyways, and we're not in the doomsday problem. But, but I mean, I think there's enough people here that it'd be like, okay, well, somehow. But that was what Ethan You get Hawk, into the barter system. Ethan Hawke said, he, made this, he makes the comment that I am a completely worthless man. Like, I don't know how to do anything. Oh, that's I don't know. You know, I, I can't. I don't, I don't have any medicine. I don't know how to start a fire. I don't know how to skin a buck. I don't know how to. You know, you just they live in they live in a in a subdivision or not a subdivision, but like a in the inner city kind of uh, urban you know area, and they don't they can't do things like that. You know, they don't know how to do things like that. And I think that's one thing that maybe either would benefit us out here, knowing what we know as far as like that kind of stuff. But then on the same side of that coin, it may. Uh, it could come back and bite us in the ass too, because there's a lot of other people out there that know how to do it too. That's why I think community-wise, we'd be set. Like everybody'd be like, "Okay, well, you're on your own. You can surely feed yourself." Uh, but having nurse wives and veterinarian wives and nurse practitioner wives, we got pharmacists in the hood. We've got doctors in the hood. Yeah, but that 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 stuff don't mean jack shit if you ain't got the drugs to give them or you ain't got the proper. Uh, you, I think you'd be surprised how deep they get into pharmacy school. I imagine that there'd be some sort of mesh that they could be like, well, in a pinch, you know, based, there's a lot of chemistry classes that come with pharmacy school. Oh, you need honey. 
and uh, ginger, not ginger root. Uh, dandelion. Root. That's it. Dandelion you know. root. Yeah. Anyway, shoot. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. I, like I think. It. I think I need like as me as a as a you know like me us as so, a family like we need to start. What trying to day skills would you need to sharpen? Well, just building my stash. I guess that would be number one. Is building my stash. I'd probably, to your point, I probably need to get like an old deuce and a half. Yeah. Something carbureted that runs off anything that's slightly more potent than water. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good. I like it. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting right. thought exercise. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. This pause for the cause is brought to you by Southern Indiana Hardwoods your official provider of Green Mountain Grills. Give Nick Merkley a call today. Hello, my name's Nick Merkley. I'm here at Southern Indiana Hardwoods. We've got the whole line of Green Mountain Grills here. We've got a great Christmas special going on right now, uh, all the way down from the trek through the ledge and all the way up to the peak. Um, we carry the pellets for them, the accessories. Um, their savings of up to $250 right now on them. Um, we got pizza ovens, griddles, uh, rotisseries, uh, we got rib racks. Uh, it's a great time to get uh, a new pellet grill. Nick at Southern Indiana Hardwoods has Green Mountain Grills ready to be bought, set up, and cooking in no time. He's got all the best accessories and he's got the best pellet variety around. You do not want to miss this Christmas sale. One of these bad boys may not fit under the tree, but would look real nice with a pretty red bow on. So come out today and see us. If you can't make it during our business hours, reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, we can get one of these under your tree. We even do delivery inside Dubois County. Hey, hey, and we're back. Big thank you to Nick Merkley in Southern Indiana Hardwoods. We appreciate your support. Go support Nick. Hey, Christmas may be over, but New Year's New Year's is a uh, is just as good as a time to buy a new grill. Yeah. It's any time or good time. a good time to head over and get you a bag or two of those heating pellets. Yeah, got a heating stove. Yeah, investigate into that. If you're maybe tired. you got the grill for Christmas and you need some accessories. Yeah, yeah or go. pellets to put in the grill to yeah. cook with. Go with it. Uh, here's what I was wondering about, and um, I know Dave is the one that sometimes comes up with these abstract thoughts and conspiracy theories and this isn't a conspiracy theory but it's an abstract thought of hear it. how alarm clocks and time constraints control our lives for sure dude time's wow. completely man-made like i i every morning I, I do you guys set alarms to get up i set alarms and i am always checking my watch because i base everything off time he's really controlled by it what about you oh yeah so I gotta I, have an alarm in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. Two of them. Three of them. I have five or six. Yeah. Maybe. So I just there was one day here in the suck of late fall. Probably didn't sleep much the night before because working on something. I'm sure that I'm involved in. And the alarm went off early. And I looked at my phone. I mean, it didn't go off early. Like for some reason, my phone decided to go off two minutes early. But like. <laughs> Early morning, get up because you got to get kids and all that other stuff going. And I just, like, I sighed. And I was like, my life is ran by a freaking alarm clock and what time it says on everything around me. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, 
like when we went to that just dumpster fire of a place down in Florida, like Janelle and I's biggest debate of could you be here is like, well, what would we do? And like I started to think about it more and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't do a damn thing. Mm -hmm. I'd go to bed when I wanted to go to bed. I'd wake up whenever I wanted to. I'd have coffee out on the porch whenever I wanted to. Go do whatever. I'm retired. I have no responsibilities to to time. Like, it's just not going to happen. But I just had this strong, like, and I, it, it did kind of bum me out because I'm like, time is everything. Like, on a clock, what we have in life, it just, I don't know. I had one of those deep dives where I, like, scared myself a little bit because I really... <laughs> As you guys like to know, I like to stay pretty superficial, black and white, draw the line in the sand. Very grounded. Yeah. And I, I was driving to work and I'm just like, I actually got to work and I was like, I don't know if I drove to work. Like, how'd I get here? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. And it was because I was in this teleport. I get, you know, get the kids dropped off and I get on the road and I start cruising and I'm like, I started thinking about it. I was like, how many times have I set my alarm clock in my life? And wake up to it and set, like, how it just controls everything. The only time I never, I really never had to use an alarm clock is when I worked nights. Because I would come home in the morning and immediately go to bed. Like, I would get off, drive home, take a shower, go to bed. And then I would wake up when I woke up. Because it didn't matter. Because I wasn't going to sleep, you know, 12 hours. I would sleep 8 hours or 7 hours or whatever, 6, whatever. Yeah get up and then like, Oh, it's one o'clock or, Oh, it's two o'clock or, Oh God dang, it's five o'clock. I got to get ready to go here. You know? So that was really the only time I never really had to use one now on the other hand. Uh, yeah. Every day. Sometimes I even set them on the weekend. So I don't just turn Slip into, into a, bad habit. Yeah. Become a complete bum and sleep till noon. Yeah. I kept mindset when we were down there in Florida. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you get up that? You didn't get up that early every day. Well, I set him still. I, I say because the warden, she beat you several times making coffee and stuff. I, I never, the way that our house was set up, mm -hmm. I'd wake up and wait till I heard somebody most mornings. Because, Why? Because your guys' room was right there. I didn't want to like wake anybody I up. It don't matter. You should have. You should, don't let that yeah, happen. It's fine. But anyway, so I got a, this is funny that you should say something about alarm clocks because I got a very funny story about alarm clocks. Okay. So the kids... Justine said that she was absolutely traumatized by an alarm clock as a child because she was, they used them when she was young, young, you know what I mean? Like elementary school age and shit, you know, and she's like, I don't, I don't think our kids are ready for an alarm clock. We should still be able to wake them up. You know what I mean? For their day. <clears throat> and I get that, that it makes sense. But like the twins are, you know, fifth grade now they're getting, you know, they're, 10 years old or whatever it's time you know give them a little yeah. give them a little responsibility and accountability like hey you know get your ass up it's time to go and so they got this one i don't know where she got it from amazon or something like that but it's about yay big around and it's got different sounds that are preset into it like birds chirping or the ocean the wash the sand you know the, the water and all this shit and then they ha it has the uh, the old traditional, just the old, you know, beep, 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 you know, that kind of deal. And they got it set up on different, you know, like snooze, and then it'll snooze for so long, and then another one will come on, blah, blah, blah. It goes from, like, the ocean 
to like birds chirping to just straight up annoying ass beeping alarm clock, right? And it'll do this in a progression of over like 20 minutes, like with snoozes built in. And I'll get, I'll wake up and I'll hear the birds chirping and then I'll get up and I'll go take a shower and I'll come back upstairs and it has transferred to the just annoying ass beep. And the kids, like I'll go in there and open the door and it lights up like a subtle sunset orange colored uh, ambient light is it'll come on, you know? Yeah. And Maxwell is literally, his face will be as far away from like, here's the alarm clock and here's his face on the pillow. And it'll just be sitting there hammering going off and he won't move a muscle. Like it, I mean, Justine's like, do you think that that's alarming? Like, do you, I mean, I think that's bad. Like that he can sleep through probably since they're, they're, uh, ramping it up in decibel level, kind of like putting your hand in boiling water. Or putting your hand in water and heating it up to boiling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you, I don't know. It just Justine was like, "Man, do you think we should be concerned with the level of like not waking upness of yeah, this that, alarm? If the damn fire alarm was going, I off, know that's what that that's what I said. I said if they can sleep through that, that you'd almost think that they could sleep through the damn fire yeah. alarm." What's uh? How much time is between your snooze, like on your snooze button? No, I don't know. I can't tell because my my uh, iPhones are eight minutes. Eight minutes? Because I think that's the max you can do in it. Nine. Yeah, I quit yawning. Yeah, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in bad shape. <laughs> bad shape. <laughs> Not even drinking, just bad shape because it's two o'clock in the morning. Uh, um, I don't know. I just. To live the life where you don't have to worry about an alarm. Now, is your alarm like one of the classic sounds, mm-hmm. or is it a song? When I was in college, my alarm was Crazy Train. Oh, I hate that and song. And those guys hated me for that Crazy Train intro, but that was my alarm forever. Nobby, I always, mine for the longest time was, uh, gosh, dang it. It was... Um, Crossfade, the band Crossfade, and I'm pretty sure the song was called Colors. I've never had a song for an alarm clock. Oh, I do. I've got Static X. I have a Static X song on now. I've got, uh, yeah, Static X is the one song I've got. And then the other two are just iPhone preloaded sounds. Do you find it wild like somebody else's ringtone? That is your alarm yeah. that you like instantly like, oh, oh, God, I got I to gotta, I gotta go. I got to go. I got to go. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing, and we talked about time change with Curdy G, but I cannot wait until December 21st gets here and we can start adding time because it's, well, December 21st is already gone. come and gone. Mm-hmm. But I just, that's the worst that time does to us is when we change it by mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. And why an hour? Why not 30 minutes or 15 minutes or... Well, because it's daylight savings time. Yeah, because the kids, they just... It's okay that it gets dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, but the kids, they just... They can't stand outside in the dark at the bus stop anymore. It It's just... We were in Evansville a couple times. Terrible. We've been in Evansville a couple times, and it legitimately is 4.30 their time. Yeah. 4.15. 
And you're like, it's dark, like 4.30. It's getting dark. It's pitch dark. That's what I'm saying. When I, worked at, when I worked at the mine on day shift, I never saw, I didn't see my house in the daylight until my day off. Because I'd get there in the dark, work all day during the daylight, get home in the dark, you know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't see my house in the daylight for, until my day off. That's wild. It was, it was sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Alarm clocks, alarm clocks are a very valid and uh, good piece of equipment for the blue collar guy. And, you know, most of the time for the white collar guys too, you know, the guys that got the big deadlines and things like that and accountability for the office, but I don't, I don't like them, but just, I feel like it. And you guys don't have like a particular like alarm clock. Like you just use your phone. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's where we're at too. Like we have one that sits over across the room that just has the time on it. Yeah, because like when I, when you wake up and you kind of like throw your head around and you got one eye open to kind of see what time it is. You know what I mean? Because I I don't have my glasses on or nothing, and I got my mask strapped to my face. You know, and I'm trying to look at my phone or whatever. Can't see what time it is, but I got one of these big old. Not really a jitterbug, but like a bigger digital uh, clock there that says what time. You know, and I have it. Uh, I wake up too early, and I'm gone before it happens. But I imagine it still does it. Every morning at six thirty, Alexa goes off with the weather, uh, whatever's on the Google calendar, and I think that's it. Huh? At six thirty, that's a neat deal. Yeah, I set it up for that when I was sleeping that long. I guess. So I'd set my alarm for like 6.15 or 6.20, and then at 6.30, be like, it's 6.30. Good morning. It's currently 32 degrees outside, high of 54. Expect rain and clouds. Today, Weston has basketball at 7.15. Wyatt has basketball at 7. Jenna has work. Huh. I mean, damn, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. You always are on the cutting edge of things. I try to be right yeah. on the razor's edge. Well, there it is. That's what I got. Time, time constraints, mm-hmm. how alarm clocks rule our life. And that's really, it's kind of a depressing topic. It yeah. Is. Don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, <laughs> but uh, especially as the hour if grows I long. Get put time in, in a bottle. bottle. Who sings that? Jim Croce. Oh, Jim Big, Croce. bad, Leroy Brown. Baddest cat in the whole damn town. Meaner than a junkyard doll. Died in a plane crash, I think. Just trying to get home. Hey, it's that time for us to take a little break before we get to topic three. Topic three by our buddy, David Allen Smoker. Hour two is brought to you by our friends at Catering by Meyer. Close your eyes for a moment. Now think about this. You have to host a holiday party for family, a group that you're a part of, or for your office. Now imagine that you don't have time nor the desire to cook for all of those people. Guess what? Snap out of it. No problem at all. Our friends at Catering by Meyer are there to help you in your time of crisis. Don't get the holiday blues. Let Bubba and Jared at Catering by Meyer take care of the details and all the delicious food. There's plenty of pairing options to make everyone happy. Don't wait until it's too late. Call them today. All right. Hey, here we go. Thank you, Catering by Meyer. We appreciate it. Uh, 
we are rolling into 2024. I don't know that there's any openings in 2023. No. But damn sure find you one in 2024. Absolutely. Let the fellas take care of you over there at Catering by Meyer. We appreciate them and everything they do. And with that said, Smoke Dragon, roll us in, buddy. You know, uh been here in Dubois County for 14 years, lived in this house for 13 years. Haven't had a whole lot of snow. Uh, you know, we got some sleds up there, and the boys maybe once a year get to get them out and try to push them. And we got a hell of a hill. But front or back? Both. Yeah. But I guess my question was, or my wonder was, just sledding all together. I mean, was it always, uh, is the last 13 years pretty typical of south- southwest Indiana weather? Did you guys used to sled, like get snow enough to do that kind of thing? Because since I've been here, there's not really been that much snow. My topic for our my this topic that for I today. for today, I literally had typed on our show notes. The weather in Indiana has changed tremendously since we were mm-hmm. kids. Now I looked it up and looked at like December fifteenth. 1995 very similar very similar uh temperature and things like that now let's go back farther like in the 70s and shit now like we that we had the blizzard in 76 78 77 and all them years there yeah whenever that mysterious blizzard is <clears throat> but i can remember as a child that was when you cuz you put something about your top you were going to talk about sledding mm-hmm. and i was going to kind of help Maybe make a segue, segue, you know, skipping, you know, whatever. But I, I was on that same vein thinking today, because like today we were picking up leaves and it was like 50, 58, mm. 51, 59. Our weather right now is very good at yo-yoing from 50 to below freezing. And it is playing, Hell. it is wreaking havoc on anybody mm-hmm. with sinus, sinus issues. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is like, I don't. I don't ever remember, like, so for example, this is duck season. Duck season came in a couple weeks ago, and 95% of the time when you would duck hunt in the mornings, it would be balls cold, like you're fighting ice and all kinds of shit. Now, granted, you know, you'd have those fluke seasons where you would never get any water, like you'd never get no rain or you'd never get any precipitation, no snow, no nothing, no ice and it was just a dream season and you'd had open water everywhere and you just whack them and it'd be a good time. But I don't know. Like I was just thinking about it today. Like Justine ordered the kids snow suits and they came in like Amazon. They came in today. They got new bibs and, and, a, and a, some gloves and shit. Yeah, like I don't that. Need those yeah. And I was like, we don't even, you know, I don't remember the last time we went, I can remember the last time we had enough snow to go sledding and it was, a couple years ago, probably two years ago, I guess it was, where... Yeah, I was dragging the kids around on the golf cart. And we went to the old Waterworks Hill down there, back on the, you know, in the bottom lake at Holland. And there was people that brought, like, we had, we were drinking beer, and we brought, uh, like, a heater. Like, it was a propane heater up there, and everybody, the kids were drying their hands and warming up. And then they had big thermoses, hot cocoa. And then we went home and got pizza and put our gloves and hats and socks and things in the dryer and shit like that. You know, it's like, 
I can remember those days as a kid a lot more than I feel like my kids are going to be able to remember those Absolutely. Times. Ah, gosh. Dang it. What? I, I don't know. I think I've had the same conversation with my father before because he can relay, like, when I was a child, it was this, 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 and this. But I think if you analyze the data, you would see there probably is, I mean, some warming, but you have warm stretches and you have cold stretches, and we we have that. I think what we've learned more about in the last 25 to 30 years is how weather patterns affect. Like when we had that polar vortex, mm-hmm. it was all because a low pressure had dropped out and it allowed that that was cold. frosty Canadian winter weather that goes across the plains to dip down and come through. We deal with El Nino and La Nina a lot, which are all weather patterns that affect from the Pacific and what comes through and what comes out. I just think that we, as kids, remember the snow days as being something more than what they were. It's kind of like going to... Like, I'll say it as a kid, like you thought the Herbs Fest was the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. And now you go to the Herbs Fest and you're like, yeah. And I'm not throwing shade at anything, but it's not what you recollected as a child. It's not what you believe it to be. Well, as I a think child. we're like actually a, driven, though. Well, like 110%, though, like East Central Indiana gets way more snow than Southwest Indiana. And some Hands of that down. is down. Lake so, effect and all that shit up in well, the northern area. And when you look at in our areas of our weather, patterns is we're in a river valley Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to happen i mean it's Mm -hmm. built up and that's why if you watch like if you watch the weather patterns coming in from southern illinois during storm season and it hits kind of that corner of indiana and it just splits yeah and that's what happens we don't it always hits the river and just disappears yeah or or it'll stay south of the interstate or it goes pushes north and gets up further that way they always say those those uh geographical changes in in the land and everything like that it definitely has a definitely a factor in the weather like the, uh, like the interstate you know always says well god bless down there south of the interstate they got hammered hell it didn't even rain at home yeah you know shit like that and it, you hear about that all the time i used to watch it so when i worked construction yeah. we had a bridge building project <laughs> And you used to watch weather. Tretz, sorry. And you would think, like, you're like, oh, we're going to get rained out. Yeah. And if it was, like, it would stay south. And then there were times when it would be right along the interstate, and you're like, it's not going to dip down. Mm-hmm. And then you would watch it rain, not but a mile, mile and a half, just pissing and pouring. <laughs> and you're standing there in the sun, and you're like, what in the hell? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just... I mean, it just seems to me like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I can remember riding my bicycle on Christmas morning. You know, I'm not saying that. Like, if you got a new bike on Christmas, I can remember riding it. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't snowy or anything. Well, I like can that. remember when we'd go fishing and being wearing long pants and a long sleeve t shirt, and that's it. And it's January twelfth. Yeah. yeah. 
Like it just, you, you have those days like yeah. that. I feel like it's weather, like everybody wants to blanketly call it global warming and get in this whole conspiracy and all this shit, you know, which don't get me wrong. I'm sure the pollution levels now are tenfold of what they were and it all has effect on the ozone and how everything works. And it's, yeah. it's common facts, but like, I think it's just called cycling, like weather cycles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the earth goes through different cycles and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, and if we want it snow. And we wanted to go sledding all the time. Then we would have, I mean, move to Green Bay or move to Buffalo or move to Canada or go to Alaska or something. You know what I mean? Like, don't expect to have record snowfalls every year here. You know what I mean? And just, I mean, don't. I love snow. Don't get me wrong. I love everything about it. I love the smell of it, the sound of it falling, the, you know, the kind of challenges that it creates you know for travel and the things you know it's just it's kind of a fun difference you know for me i like it you know it's pretty well, and shit like that but to be honest with play. you we've had we've had enough snow for a while now where i've cleaned my driveway your driveway yeah. and there's a pretty good pile of snow it just doesn't hang around yeah that's like those back those olden snow days we had You'd have snow for a day that you got to go out and play in it, and, it was and gone. by the next day, it's yeah. gone. or hell, it'd be gone by that evening. Yeah. Now, when I lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and you got snow all the time, and it continued to snow, and you know you got a lot of it, like it's you get it's nice, like all those pure characteristics you provide of it. But then when it's January, February, well, it's probably. When it gets into February March. and March, <laughs> and, and you still, still twenty inches, and you still because ground. it's because it's everywhere. You want to go grocery shopping? You can't. Well, guess what? Parking spots are all freaking jacked up because there's snow plows and snow mounds, mounds everywhere. Like, and it's still there. Like, it's did the Richmond did Richmond get a lot more snow up there than it does here? Oh yeah, yeah. We had snow in parking lots till February March. Yeah. Well, and it's just there's nothing across those plains. No. I mean, just look at look at as you head out to the mid further Midwest and Kansas and Nebraska and all those places. Mm. Like they get the freaking snow and the weather and all that other stuff. Knew a girl from law school. She was from Minot, North Dakota. No oh, God, right up like Canadian border up that Fargo. way. Fargo. I don't know where Minot and Fargo are. Well, just, oh, you just throwing it out there, yeah, okay? Yeah, but I mean, no you know, deal. she'd talk about it, and they'd get. Their snowpack led to flooding. Yeah. Yeah. It led to flooding, depending on, because that's, because really out there, if you don't get snow, you might get a little bit in the spring, but there's not much moisture other than what comes from that snowpack. Where did you go sledding? Uh, Glen Miller Park had a good, uh, you know, sledding hill. Glen Miller Park? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in Abington, where my dad lived. It's on a big hill, and the general store is at the bottom, so Linda always had hot cocoa for everybody. Oh, So there's always ramps built on there. We would go to, like, I was the South Sider, so we were always on 5th Street up there, where me and my buddy Ian and uh, a handful of us would always hang out. We would always go, like, if it was, if the roads were shit, and it was slicker and dog shit out, like, we'd always go road sledding we'd go over to kentucky street mm-hmm. right there by holland distributors and ride it down sometimes you'd go all the way down to the flat before the holland house i mean it's a good one 
Now, if it was fresh pow and we were we were getting ready to rip up that dirt, we would head on over to the uh, Waterworks Hill <clears throat> on the south side of the bottom lake there, south of, or the you know west of the park. And we would, uh, we, yeah, there was several people that got hurt on that hill. Yeah, buddy of mine, Brock Giles, broke his ankle there one time. We built a ramp with a car hood. Yeah, not smart. We always built ramps with old blankets. Oh, yeah. How's that work? Well, you just pack them and pack snow in between and it. How about yeah. damn? Yeah, works pretty good. We, uh, the big local hill is there at the old dump, which is leads down into the driving range but there's always a lot of kids out there that sled mm. we always sled at home we had hills back through there um what vehicle or mode of sledding transportation were you big on two feet two yeah. feet we had to walk mom hated the snow well i mean driving I, I think you know what kind of sled did you prefer oh yeah, just a plastic old cheap ass dollar store sled. We used, we were fortunate probably because when Dad was doing, you know, when he's working for Mister, well, I was gonna say Peabody, but he never did. It, only in her, um, big inner tube tires. Oh yeah, we sled. We yeah. used to sled on inner tube tires, and the things that you had to be really careful about them, the valve that, stems. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you always made sure them some bitches, bitches are about two feet tall. Yeah, how nobody lost an eye in the Lindemann household on that interesting yeah you could always get more depending on the snow like good speed out of a two railed tradition had to be had to be hard pack Mm -hmm. road a road snow was a good for a runner sled yeah and then paraffin uh, wax wax the shit out of them runners the plastic sleds were always fun because they work about anywhere but we always had a good toboggan Mm mm-hmm and, uh, you know, those did give Like a real wooden one? Yeah. The, the curl nose yeah, and everything? Yeah. Never rode on one. Yeah, oh, me neither. Those, those get to moving. And they push the snow out, but they you don't catch as much as you do in a plastic sled. Do you think kids do as much sledding as what? Maybe no, because we... it don't snow. That's, that's what, what we're getting that's at. That's I was driving well, but Yeah. It snows. We would... I think one of our biggest ones we had was a boogie board. We had a boogie board mm-hmm. that had like a slick bottom on it. That son of a bitch would fly. It got yeah. that uh, commercial grade. Uh, what is that in Christmas vacation? Cereal varnish. Yeah. <laughs> On that old metal saucer. Now, my buddy Ian Reinhardt was a big saucer guy. Yeah. He was a big saucer guy. Real low impact, small little plastic dollar store uh, saucer. We had, a, we had a red one too. Yeah. And uh, I was always uh, not, I was out. Oh, yeah. I'll be goddamned if I'm going down backwards. Not happening. <laughs> I'm going free. I'm going to jump and dive head first onto my sled and ride her down the hill like that. Like I'm not, no. Well, you're, out. you're a trooper that way. Yeah. I'm all out on the side. You're a trooper out there. And I think we actually, every year, Janelle and I get in that spot where like snow does come. And, and you don't have any sleds. And she bought one finally this year, and we won't get a we won't get a flake of snow. You're welcome, everybody. We got, I have pictures on my old phone. I think of one time whenever it was. I think it was um, like late February when we got some snow last time, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. last year, two years ago. Hell, we were ice fishing the same time in February. Yeah, guys around here that ice fish are freaking crazy. I do. I've done it. And I never used to. I've never ice fished in my life until I had my own pond. And I didn't ice fish like a normal person would ice fish. 
I drug a John boat out there and set in it. And I tied the other end of it to my Ranger, my side by side. Like a, I had a long ass rope, yeah. probably two or 300 foot rope. Well, it makes Cause sense. Because my lake's not that wide, you know what I mean? Nor, and I buried actual, or buried, I sunk like crappie, crappie traps or crappie nests yeah. to where we could kind of half ass know where they were at. And went out there with a spud bar and just chopped holes because the ice was probably four. No, it was more than that. It was probably six, six inches. And we drug that boat out there and just sat in the boat, chopped the holes, and then, you know, we would fish this one till it quit. And then Justine's little brother, Grant, he would get out and then shove the boat up about 20 feet and then we'd chop other, you know, chop a few more holes. But yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I've, I like, when I was in Grand Rapids, they all said you had to have a winter sport or something you do in the winter oh, or you're going to go crazy. Ice fishing. And ice huge. fishing, we had a black – because you'd catch them and you just throw them out there on the ice. Yeah. And, and then you go clean them and they were just fresh as oh, they could be. Oh, God. Walleye, par- like perch, yeah. shit like that. That's good eating there. little white fish there. So, Dave, good topic, buddy. Hey, yeah. Big sledding guy, huh? Yeah, it's always a good time. Yeah, there we go. Hey, we're going to transition here. We're going to slide and grab another gear, as they say. Uh, we're going to do a people's wonder. Oh! Uh, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, boy. I've got eleven here. Dave says seven. Seven, eleven. Okay. Bingo. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There it is. Max Summersheim. Oh. Dave, you're going to be out on this topic. The transfer portal. Oh, gosh. Good or bad for college sports? That's that's the people's wonder. That's what Dave gave me, (laughs) and that's what we have. (laughs) Dave said seven. Now, I guess I'm a little confused on... The premise of the transfer portal. Okay. So break it down and then I'll give you my opinion. All right. So my understanding of the transfer portal is used to in collegiate athletics, you could not just go to another school to play sports without sitting out a year. Yeah. And as things have changed where coaches jump jobs, do all this other stuff, there became a push for players should be allowed to transfer. Like if the coach you came in under, you should be allowed to transfer. Like automatic. Because I think even if you want to transfer or used to want to transfer, school still had to release you. But now, like, or then, if a coach would go somewhere else, you had the automatic right. Are they in, did they transfer in the middle of the season? No, end of the season. Okay. So what it's what has happened now, you have two I think you can transfer twice maybe mm-hmm. in a four year athletic career, and then you can have a grad transfer if you have a year of eligibility left. Oh god. So what you have going on now is basically kids are at a program for a year, and let's say they recruited some other big quarterback that's coming in. And you don't want to compete for the job. Yeah. So you just enter the portal because somebody else will pick you up. Yeah. And so what's complicated the transfer portal is NIL money. Matt Rule was quoted as saying a good quarterback's gonna cost you about one and a half to two million in the portal. 
Wow. Uh, supposed rumors, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State running back. They were prepared to offer him twenty plus million dollars to play college football. Twenty million dollars to come back to Columbus, Ohio, and play football for the Ohio State Buckeyes. So the transfer portal, when you declare for the portal, your name comes up on a list. Wild. And what happens is then these coaches are recruiting out of the portal. So let's say Dave was a five star. What do you think Dave would be on the football field? Where would we want to put him? Um, offensive lineman. Okay. Or so center. Let's say he's a five-star center, and it came down to Michigan State, Michigan, Alabama, and Texas A&M. And he decides that he's yeah, going he decides he's going to go to Alabama. Roll Tide. He goes down to Alabama. He plays for Coach Saban. Down Roll there. Tide. Coach Saban down there in Tuscaloosa going to win some ball games. Tuscaloosa. So he goes down there. <laughs> but what he doesn't realize is Nick Saban's recruited another five star center, Big Mace. That's right. To come in and take your position. Mm, bummer. So you go ahead and decide hey, <laughs> the writing's on the wall. This guy's coming in. I'm getting out of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. A lot of cousins marrying cousins type things oh, down there. Oh, boy. <laughs> Roll that. So what happens is, shout out Andy McHugh. Uh, <laughs> so what happens is Dave op- gets into the transfer portal and a smart coach from Michigan, Michigan State, whoever picks up and calls and says, hey, Dave, I'm still at Michigan. Come on up, buddy. You got the academics. We got a spot for you. Come on up. So now you're having a secondary recruiting process from these guys. How much money to come up? Exactly because of the NIL. So it seems it seems to me like it's just totally uh, it totally overcomplicates stuff. But like for the guy that's probably going to get beat out by the number one new stud mule, uh, I'm all in on the portal. Yeah, give me a shot. Well, and I I think (laughs) I think the cool thing about (laughs) what. Dave, I'm all in on the portal. Yeah, yeah. he's over this conversation. Uh, so I think, you know, probably in on it, but I think it's become a little bit aggressive. Yeah. And it's become As a little any bit. any good sport should be. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. There we are. Thanks for the on there, big fella. We need some coffee. Yeah. Oh, uh, and with Can't that, wait. we appreciate it, Max. <laughs> We appreciate the wander. Sorry, we didn't throw a whole lot into it. We well, just, I just I'm unprepared. I don't. I don't. We're not familiar with the transfer portal. Not game. very well. Like yeah. you are. Well, just a little bit. But I'm not. Sports arbitrarily yeah. sometimes. So those guys are all in. There it is. But now, do you know what time it is? Yeah, it is time for the favorite part of the show for our friends at Merkley and Sons to sponsor this segment. <laughs> Of the Merkley and Sons Choice Cut, cut Questions of, of the, the week, week for the Fellas. Welcome to Merkley and Sons Choice Cuts Questions of the Week for the Fellas, sponsored by our friends at Merkley and Sons. The ultimate smoke, the ultimate destination for meat enthusiasts. When we did the now famously lost interview with the Merkley boys, One of the questions that was asked was what their thoughts were about Merkley Meats being on the table for someone's Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's dinner year after year. 
It isn't lost on those Merkley boys that their quality meats are part of a lot of family traditions. If Merkley & Sons isn't on your holiday prep list, they should be. They offer a wide variety of quality meat cuts and products, no matter what you have for your holiday dinner. Start new or continue the tradition of stopping by Merkley & Sons today and load up for your holiday dinner. All right. Big thanks to our buddy Bradley and John Boy and Greenwell because he shows up for shit, shit. Yeah. for yeah. helping us bring you your favorite segment. The Markley's Choice Cuts questions, questions of, of the week. week for the fellas. For the fellas. Uh, for I the had fellas. some good ones here, and because it talks about snow, I decided to pick it. Um, right out of the transfer And it talks portal. about Aldi, and it talks about All zombie apocalypse, and starting over your career. Eric Kramer. Oh. He's been on recent, but I think he submitted these for Wonders, but then he... He's in Grand Rapids. He submitted so many that they're just going to be rapid fire. Well, why do you think the metric system never took off in the United States? I don't know. That was a good one. I remember him saying that because it does make more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Like centimeters and meters and shit like that. It doesn't necessarily make more sense. It's just more suited for 10 digits. Yeah. But... I mean, if you want to get down in the brass tacks of it, when you really get into precision, you start talking about, you know, like some daggone... Sixteenths uh, and whatnot? No, 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 okay. no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no. you know, thousandths of an inch and everything. You mm-hmm. know, you can only go down to micro... <laughs> Good grief. Micrometers? Well, no, that's a Micronucleus? I don't know. Mm. I think the fact of the matter is, is I just like a good old standard... Inch inch imperial you know yeah i don't know yeah i don't think i have a feeling strong enough one way or the other yeah i just go with what i've learned i've never been to canada and you know what once we overthrew england so we might as well just establish what we want yeah i like that dave why is it that two feet of snow in grand rapids has the roads why is it that when there's two feet of snow in grand rapids the roads are cleared and salted in under 12 hours, but two inches in southwest Indiana brings things to a crawl. As one that lived in Grand Rapids. It's all about equipment. Well, lack it's, of, no, it's all about lack of practice is what it's about. Oh, no, equipment. We have all the equipment in the world. How many? Huh? How many? In Huntingburg? How many, how many plow trucks you got in Huntingburg? Oh, God. A lot. Like, you, I bet you Richmond... It's sitting on like eight times or whatever Huntingburg has. Oh, yeah. Keep talking here. Well, I guess what I'm saying is people that have more snow and experience more snow, and it's a more regular phenomenon, are better equipped to handle said snow. Why would the taxpayers want to put all the money into a fleet that can move two feet of snow? Eight. That might I think happen? we have eight, eight trucks that have plows on yeah, there's no way. You probably need double that. I think some of the problem down here Heimberg's is... Heimberg's not that big. I, 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 and we have snow routes. I bet Richmond has more than Dubois County combined. I think part of the problem is is the, wow. is the approach. Because as soon as it starts snowing in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. those guys are running through and getting it off right away, and they're salting the intersections. <laughs> the problem around here is everybody waits for it to all fall... And then because people get out and drive in it anyways, mm-hmm. it just compacts it and makes it a problem. You got to fight it from the bottom up. You can't fight it from the top down. 
Just remember that. Yeah, that's why you start early. You got to fight it from the bottom up. You can't fight it from the top down. You start early. That's the problem. We had it a couple that's years what ago. That's saying. You got to knock the bottom out of it. Mm-hmm. And continue to work it. Like, those guys will work all the way work through it. in the morning. Right. Log rhythm. But what was it? It was the county Loggers. out here. It was the county because it was on our county road. Mm-hmm. That they didn't touch it for like three days, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like, "Hey, we're gonna have to go back to school." And it was a and skating rink, and the bus couldn't make it down there. Eric got actually got hung up. Yeah, and they were like, "Hey, uh, is there any way that like your kids get to school without being on the bus?" And I'm like, uh, "Is there any way you can refund my taxes?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the question we'll go with. Maybe next y'all time. buy four wheel drive bus. But I, but I, that was like the case in Grand Rapids. You'd hear them running. As soon as it started snowing. Yeah. Hey, here's the forecast. We're going to Well, and here again, here's another thing, too, with the way weather works around here. How many times have we said we were going to get snow and didn't? Or how many times have we said we were, weren't going to get anything and got a foot? You know what I mean? So that, that there's a, another big but, thing with the unpredictability of our area. But the response to that is everybody shows up anyways, regardless of... What it is, I mean... Well, then you got to pay eight guys overtime and, like, all kinds of shit. You're there for less than an hour if it doesn't come through. hmm Or, I mean, that's just my thought. There would be a way. Could Dubois County support an Aldi's? Yes. Yeah. But we wouldn't want to because of our hometown grocers. Drive them out of business? Well, yeah, we already got a ruler. Is the ruler's price really that much lower? No, Aldi's, though, is pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, is it still taboo for the woman of the house to be the breadwinner? Not mine. Or has no. it become normal? Yeah. You're no. talking to three guys who, <laughs> like, yeah, I support it 100%. Do you believe dragons ever existed? Yes. What about other cryptids like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Mothman? I'm all in on all of them. Yep. Uh... Just for the sake of argument, yeah, I'm all in on it too. I believe at two thirty in the morning, I believe, I believe every one of them sons of bitches. Uh, we have talked the death out of aliens and where our position is on that, mm-hmm. so we don't need to revisit it. If the zombie apocalypse happens, which of you three would last the longest? We're a tripod. We'd last together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now TikTok user six seven eight would probably eliminate us by size. First one going first because the zombies might find it more appetizing, right? I don't think zombies are into big guys. I don't think they're chubby chasers. They're just into brains. Into yeah. brains. So well, Dave's shit. screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're second. I mean, his and I's brains work differently, mm-hmm. but they're both still majestic. He's way smarter than you. I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It sounded like a bad way at 2.30 in the morning. No. <laughs> well, I just told you that our brains work differently. That's fine. He could throw... Your opinion is like your opinion. <laughs> it's what? just like your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, what was the first video game you remember playing and on what console? Oh, God. Super Mario Brothers Super Mar- on, on Super Nintendo. It, no, I played Mario Brothers on NES. Yeah. That would probably yep, be it. Yep, the original yep, yep, Nintendo yep. with uh, G.I. Joe. You like the G.I. Joe game for any Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt, the track and field ones. We had the freaking pad. You remember the pad you can get no. for? Uh, I just had the gun, the Duck Hunt gun. Ours is probably downstairs. If you could start over with 
any if <coughs> excuse me pardon me Ah, slurpy, slurpy. Say la vie. <laughs> if you could start over with any career, with your current skill set, what job would you want? Oh, God. His example was a voiceover actor. Hmm. Current skill set, you could start over with your career. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that voiceover actor thing would be pretty cool. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. Moving on. We got Dave. I just David I don't Boy. know. I don't know. I don't. I just these ones were change stuff. I'm too satisfied with where I'm at. I yeah. I everything that's happened's got me right here. Porn star. With yeah. your current skill set. Oh, you ain't got the skills. You ain't packing a hey. skill set to get. Hey, by. unless your thing's gonna be disappointing women. <laughs> How was that for you? Uh, it was pretty bad. Well, that's the name of the show. Pretty bad. I didn't realize you'd started. <laughs> Talked about questions that you don't want to hear. Oh, shoot. What about you? Uh, I have always sworn and contended that if I would have got into like the Edward Jones lifestyle, shout out our buddy Rick Flans up on 4th Street. Um. I think I would have done very good at that. Yeah. That would probably be with my current skill set is, is where I would go. So anyways, hey, Eric, thanks for the uh, questions. Yeah, good set. Good set. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening. And now it's time to hear from our friends at Hope Outdoor Power. The Last Pass is proudly brought to you by our friends at Hope Outdoor Power. Listen. Our friends at Hope Outdoor Power sell a lot of things. They sell some things that make great gifts under the tree, and they sell some things that make great gifts out in the garage or the barn. Whatever that you are in the market for, new or used, Hope has got you covered. Have you been wanting a new Polaris side-by-side for a while? Don't ask Santa. Call Jared over at Hope. Thinking about a Kubota tractor to ease with the grass mowing? or other chores around the property, don't ask Santa. Call Paul. Needing a new Land Pride implement for your Kubota tractor? Once again, don't ask Santa. Call Nick. Brad and the fellas are ready to help you guys today. Oh, and another thing, 0% for 84 months on select Kubota models through the end of this year is back. All right, big thanks to Bradley yeah, and yeah, all the boys yeah. over there. Yeah, what an ad read. Who knew Bradley was going to be Santa Claus in charge of those little elves? Ho, ho, ho. I wouldn't call any of those individuals that work over there little nor <laughs> elves. Because that might be some fighting words. I think so. so. Happy New Year. Yep. Happy New Year. I had to pull up. I had the lyrics pulled up to uh, All Lang Zion a while ago, but. I got rid of my iPad unexpectedly, but uh, I said that uh, may I saved all us you reading those your off. problems be forgot. Don't know the rest of the words, but anyway, make 2024 the best one yet. May uh, 2024 bring you um, wealth and prosperity. I can't do the finger spread, but live long and prosper. Eat your cabbage and black-eyed peas and pork. All the shit that Probably you... Probably make ribs. Yeah. 
all that stuff. But happy new year. Thanks to the Dutchman. You guys love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Happy new year. Dave, what do you got? Uh, it's just 29th when this comes out. New Year's Eve is coming. 1231 is me and Mrs. Smoker's 15th wedding anniversary. Hey, boy! Yeah, so happy anniversary to Mrs. Smoker and for putting up with me for so long. Uh, everybody be super safe on your New Year's Eve uh, celebrating. Want to be sure everybody's out to celebrate New Year's Day as well. So uh, have a good time, but have a safe time. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, you know, here I'm going to throw out a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Statistically speaking, you're going to fail, and that's okay. Um, you're going to set a bunch of high lofty goals, and what makes it worse is New Year's Day is on a Monday, so you think I can start on the first day of the new year on a Monday with everything you want to do in a, a resolution. I got no qualms with you setting things that you want to change and work on, but remember you got 365 days to improve yourself. And the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So don't set those big, hairy, audacious goals. Start small, build from there. Like these guys have said, be safe, arrive alive in 2024. And, uh, our, that catchy saying will be a lot more believable in 25. Oh, yeah. Arrive alive in 25. Mm, Good marketing there. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, just the thought of uh, our season doesn't start over when the year changes. Because our our birth month is November Mm -hmm. or October or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, We look forward to 2024. And you Mm -hmm. guys riding with us in 2024. Hell, yeah. The big, great things that are going to come because your support for this little podcast from Smoker's Lounge. Happy New Year from all of us here at the Wandering Dutchman. Dutchman out.